Ambassador Fabian, you were involved in the evacuation flights from Kuwait and Iraq in 1990-1991, flights which found a mention in the Guinness Book of Records. Would you like to compare and contrast what is happening now with what happened then? Thank you so much for an interesting and, I should add, a rather tricky question. I say it is tricky because I am reminded of uh, Heraclitus, the great Greek philosopher of uh, 6th century BC. He said, no man can step into the same river twice for two good reasons. The river is not the same, nor is the man the same. Therefore, I shall refrain from comparing because what is now happening is a much bigger exercise. But uh, I may contrast what happened then with what is happening now. Now the most important aspect of what happened then for me is that there was frictionless cooperation A. within the government of India, between the various ministries, B. between the government of India and the state governments and C between the government of India and the non-governmental sector. Let me illustrate that one by one. You know that recently a dead body was sent from the United Arab Emirates after our embassy in Abu Dhabi had taken care of the procedural matters that should be taken care of in such cases. However, the Delhi airport insisted that they will not permit the body to enter India and the body had to be sent back. Remember, the family members had come to Delhi from a long distance and later the body that was sent back to Abu Dhabi came back to Delhi airport and was cleared. Now this would not have happened in 1990-91 because we had frictionless cooperation. And that was obtained by having a cabinet subcommittee chaired by the then foreign minister, I.K. Gujral, a subcommittee where other ministries, finance, home, civil aviation, railways, and others were represented at minister of state level. And the decisions taken by that subcommittee 
were final. Let me give you one instance. We had then taken the decision that the Indian citizens finding themselves in distress abroad should be repatriated free of cost. Now this decision was taken in less than 200 seconds because the Ministry of External Affairs took that position. And let me tell you, none of the ministers in the Cabinet Subcommittee asked me, I was Joint Secretary Gulf at that time, how much would be the expenditure involved. I did not have to give an estimate. In fact, Air India gave a bill to Ministry of External Affairs after the operation was over and the bill was paid after scrutiny. So that is an instance of frictionless cooperation within government of India. Now coming to the second that is between government of India and a state government, you know that Iraq and Kuwait were under an embargo decreed by the United Nations Security Council. That means nobody could fly in, nobody could ship anything to Iraq or Kuwait. Well, we had our people there and we decided to send some food. We got special permission from the United Nations Security Council for sending a ship. And I, as Joint Secretary, got less than 24 hours to fill up a ship of 10,000 tons. One morning, the Shipping Corporation of India called me saying that their ship would be reaching Kochi in Kerala in the next two hours and that it would remain there for another 20 hours or so and that it should be, you know, given all that is to be carried. I called the Chief Secretary of Kerala. He asked me for quantities and the varieties of food. I told him that I was in no position to give that, but he should bear in mind that 50% of our people in Kuwait were from Kerala, about 50%, and the rest were from the Punjab, Bengal, and elsewhere. So he should take that into account and decide on the quantities and the varieties. He said, fine. And after putting down the phone, it occurred to me that I had failed to tell him that Ministry of External Affairs would pay for the operation. I called him back. Let me tell you, he was least bothered. And as far as I can remember, there was no bill from the government of Kerala. Now, coming to the third instance, I had gone to Amman as the flights had started, just to make sure that things were working out. And I had gone to a building where our people were accommodated. Well, not only Indians, the Filipinos, and maybe others too. Now, I was told 
by an Indian lady that they were not getting bottled water because the Filipinos were Filipino girls, she said, were more flirtatious and therefore the Jordanian policemen gave them more bottles of water than their, that than what was due to them. Well, I called up our ambassador Ranjit Sethi in Abu Dhabi after saying a few words of uh, after greeting him I told him that my real purpose was to talk to his wife. So I spoke to her, Mrs. Sethi. She was the president of the Indian Women's Association. I told her what the problem was. She said, don't worry. Within half an hour, you would get your bottles. Well, the association had the money and she had the right to spend it. So within half an hour or about that time, a truck came with bottles and the truck had specific instructions to report to me. But as a matter of fact, we didn't want to give the impression that we were monopolizing uh, the supply that came. We shared it with others, but we made sure that our people got what they needed. So that was that. Now, I should add, if I may, and that is that now we have been having these flights from uh, Qatar and the UAE. Now we are charging those who are being repatriated. Well, my point is that all those who can afford to pay should pay, but there are many thousands who cannot pay, workers who lost their job two months ago, three months ago, or even otherwise had not been paid their dues for the last so many months. Obviously, they cannot pay. So the government of India should arrange for a set of flights for such people who cannot afford to pay and another set, commercial flights, those who can pay. Unless that arrangement is made immediately, we might run into problems. Thank you so much.